0: This is the Inkaba Science Show. This is the beat 97.9 FM. Welcome to the Inkaba Science Show, season 5, episode 1, right here on your happy station. My name is Olorun So, good are to have you join us again. Welcome back to the show that helps you answer all science related questions questions. The show is for science about science. If you have any science questions, this is the show for you. Now on the Incubus Science Show, every Monday, 9 o'clock till 9.45, we bring experts into the studio to help us dissect all science topics. The show is also interactive. Later on we'll be giving you the phone line through which you can um you know um contribute and ask questions as well so on the show today we'll be looking at the signs of the immune system now every day you know we expose ourselves to millions of um, microorganisms yet our immune system prevents us from falling sick often as a result of this exposure so starting from the outer skin layer to mechanism like antibodies the entire immune system is essential to our survival as human beings so just join us today as we you know dissect the component of the immune system and how it provides defense you know like our body soldiers basically for the body so today the science of immune system that's the conversation we'll be having on the incubus science so remember you can listen to a repeat broadcast of this episode on thursday at 5 p.m so our experts today is a doctor Olufimilola Olufi Makonjola. she's a consultant clinical microbiologist at university college hospital uch ibadon she's also a lecturer at the department of medical microbiology in the university of Ibadan. thank you very much for being a part of the show great to have you
1: Thank you very much. It's nice to be here.
0: Yeah, nice to have you as well. So, um, let's start off. We're looking at the science of immune system. Let's look at the definition of the immune system.
1: So, the immune system, when you hear system, you know that it's just not one thing. It's Mm. a component of um, cells, tissues, um, organs that are involved in protecting us against outside um, environmental pathogens or any toxic stimulus from the environment so what it does is that because every day we are not living in a bubble we are exposed to different noxious agents bacteria fungi viruses even things that are not um, organisms but are um, like dust particles we are exposed to them and so what the immune system does is to prevent And protect the body from the adverse effects of all these... That
0: we're exposed to. uh, Okay, so what are the, you know, components of this immune system?
1: So, the components of the immune system, I mentioned, we have cells, we have organs. So, when we talk about the organs, we have the bone marrow, the spleen, the liver, the lymphatic channels. And then there are also cells within the body, actually the ones that flow within the blood vessels. Mm. So, we have the white blood cells of different types. Which I'm sure you get to know more about in the course of the um, program. Program. So, we have white blood cells, we have complements, and then we have um, other um, cells within the body that ensure that these pathogens are removed from the body.
0: Okay, so let's look at how each of these components work now. You mentioned the white blood cell that we'll yes. get to know. Maybe we should start off with yes. that. Yes. You know, how it works in terms of defending the body, like you mentioned, against all of those uh, things that we're exposed to on a daily basis.
1: Okay. When we get exposed to foreign um, organisms, the first thing that happens is that we have what is called the non-specific immunity. Okay. So before we get to the white blood cells, those have um, more of the immune or specific immune um, system. Mm. First and foremost, we have the non-specific ones. Like our skin, that's like you read in the introduction, Mm. is a major barrier against um, pathogens. When I say pathogens, for those who don't know what that means, it means um, disease-causing agents like bacteria, like fungi, like viruses. So, when we get exposed, because the skin is intact, is a barrier against pathogens. And that's why somebody who has an injury can easily get infected because you have already exposed the body, the skin, to injury, eh, to the foreign bodies.
0: Body, okay. When
1: I say foreign body, it just means anything that is not part of the body. Okay. That wants to cause... Like um, a bacteria. Like bacteria, like fungi. Okay foreign bodies as far as the human body is concerned mm. this is foreign to me i don't want to see it
2: okay
1: apart from the skin we also have in our respiratory tracts. we have what is um, the mucus and that's why if something is irritating you you start to cough or sneeze or sneeze okay what it's trying to do is to get rid of that foreign particle oh so that's your body trying to yes disnance. to get rid okay. of whatever is trying to get in to cause problems so you sneeze you cough Especially when you're in dusty environments. And then we have mucus too. So when you're coughing, the mucus comes out along with the bacteria or fungi or viruses. Then we have cilia in the lungs as well. They sweep up anything that is foreign. So they don't allow them to go down. They sweep them up. In the um, digestive tracts, we have the saliva which contains what is called lysozyme. These are enzymes that also get rid of. So the body has numerous um means of getting rid of anything non-specific okay But if they're able to... Staying
0: with that non-specific, I'm interested in looking at how the process works in this non-specific part of um, Mm -hmm. the immune system. You started off with the skin, for example. I'm wondering how um, the skin, you know, would protect you against the invasion of these foreign agents. Let me use that word. Yes, Yes, because it's
1: it's an intact barrier. Okay. For an infectious agent to get into the body, it has to find a way of... Penetrating. Penetrating. All right. So, you have an intact skin. It's not able to penetrate. So, unless there's an injury, then it doesn't get below the surface of the skin. It may cause a skin infection, but it doesn't get below the skin to cause a systemic illness. So, are just going to be on the outer surface. Some, yes. Okay. And then I mentioned about every part of the body exposed to the outside has a protective mechanism. I've talked about the respiratory tract. Mm. Even the nose, you can see that it has hairs which traps Things like dirt that can hold bacteria, the respiratory tract has the mucus, the cilia, our mouth. We have saliva in the um, gastrointestinal tract, that is stomach. We have hydrochloric acid, mm. which can kill microorganisms. So, even in the genital tract, in the exterior, we have enzymes that prevent these organisms from establishing themselves. That's why it calls non space. So, it doesn't care is it bacteria, is it virus, is it fungi that's why it's called non specific It doesn't care what kind of agent it is it just gets rid So of that's it. the first phase of that's the, first of, the of the defense mechanism okay then after that we go on to the innate immune system which mm. is where we the question is about the white blood cells okay so we have different um, types of white blood cells we have the neutrophils and we have the lymphocytes and then eosinophils basophils so for the first defense the neutrophils they're also called polymorphonuclear cells. What they do is that when they see a foreign particle, whether it's bacteria or virus or fungi, what they do is because their shape is very um, male. Um, in school, you used to say somebody is an amoeba if you're, if you're shapeless. Yes. So, <laughs> that sh- so they can actually alter their shape and engulf that foreign organism. Mm. So they, what they do is to like, open up and swallow that bacteria or fungi and kill them. That's also kind of non-specific. But when we get to the specific immunity, we are talking about the lymphocytes. Okay. And we have two types of lymphocytes, the T-lymphocytes and the B-lymphocytes. And what they do is what is called the specific immunity. When you first of all get exposed to a foreign pathogen, uh, organism, if a uh, bacteria, viruses or fungi, they what's what is the body does is to mount up what's called the immune response. So the immune response ensures that this the body produces antibodies against the foreign or the pathogen mm. and in that process through a series of processes, I know it's not a very um core science show, so I don't want to
0: it's a core science show, so you okay. can you can go into it. It's a science show, that's oh, okay. what it's about. Yes. Okay.
1: So the first thing when the pathogen gets to the body, the macrophages actually take them up, and present them. So they are called the antigen-presenting cells. So that foreign organism or foreign particle is called an antigen. The part of it that the body recognizes that, Mm. oh, this is not part of me, I need to get rid of it. It's called an antigen. So it presents it to the immune system that, oh, this is not one of us, let's get rid of it. And then the body, depending on the kind of pathogen it is, whether it is a bacteria or virus, I mentioned that it's specific. So, it depends on what particular... Then it depends... Based on that, the immune system mounts up a response. So, the
0: the response that would be mounted is determined by the nature of the um, foreign... Exactly. Exactly. Okay.
1: Exactly. So, if it is bacterial... Um, it's more of a B-lymphocyte response okay. And if it is the viruses It's more of a li- um, C-lymphocyte response And then it's not also about bacteria and viruses Also if you have abnormal cells Like the ones that cause cancers Because cancers, many cancers are because of of abnormal cells mm. The first thing is that the body says Oh this is abnormal I need to get rid of it So we also have what is called The natural killer cells They just say "Oh, this is abnormal And they remove it and in the process of the, um, the mounting of an immune response, we produce antibodies. Antibodies are proteins which recognize the antigen, which is abnormal cell or the viruses or bacteria and neutralize them. Mm. And what happens in this situation is that they remember that, oh, this is what I've been exposed to in the past. And once you s- I get exposed to that particular foreign body, the next time, there's a very fast immune response. So the first thing is that, okay, this um, b- bacteria or virus I get exposed to is, I have an infection. The um, immune response is activated. And part of the immune response c- c- forms what is called the memory cells. Mm. So they they just stay there, waiting for the next time. It's like somebody so that... they been, remember. Yes. Okay. It's someone that had been beaten before. And, <laughs> ah, this person will be... Next time, yeah. I'll really be strong. I'll fight the person stronger the next time. So, yeah. they are just waiting. And the next time, they say, oh, that was the person that affected him the other time, mm-hmm. causing an infection. Now, I'm going to be more um, active about fighting it. Okay. So, that's what the body does. So, many times, we have immunity to whatever we have been exposed to in the past so that when the body sees it it activates the immune response and it's faster like this one i mentioned it would take a few days, but by the second time you're getting exposed, is a faster response. Mm. Uh,
0: And as the body remembers how Mm. it uh, it was able to fight, you know, uh, that um, pathogen Mm. um, some time ago, do you find a situation where the pathogen itself, because I've learned on this show as well that, you know, viruses don't want to die off, they want to continue to live, they continue to replicate, so they also develop a defensive mechanism as well. Maybe they have also learned from the kind of defense, your body mounted, so they can also stage their own defense as well to happen
1: it happens it's yes. not even only viruses for many pathogens many of them are able to because i mentioned that what the body is recognizing is that antigen mm. and it's very specific so if it is one two three four five six is recognized and is able to mount up an immune response by the time it sees one two three four five six again it fights it but if you now have a variant of that particular virus maybe 1A 23456. You can see that it's not exactly one anyway, it's one A, and so there's a variance of that particular organism, then the body doesn't see it like it did in the past, and so it, it is able to cause another infection. Mm. Of course, it's not hard and fast because sometimes the antibodies may be very broad in their ability to fight that particular virus, but many times they're very specific. So if the virus mutates like I know there's no way the story will not get into COVID.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, that's the biggest issue right now. <laughs> so, for example,
1: now we have the different variants. Yes. We are talking about Delta variants of COVID now. Yeah. Of course, it's different from what somebody who has had the infection has been exposed to. And so, the body may not be able to fight it as much as the one it was exposed to. So, that's the a
0: case of that particular virus. Exactly. In, um, rebuilding its defense be- again ex- so it again not get beaten this time. This time around. Exactly. Okay. So, um if our body has, as you've explained... Uh, all forms of um, defensive mechanism. Uh, you mentioned the first phase, the uh, the non specified space, non-specific phase okay, non-specific, yes. um, the phase, e- phase and
1: And adaptive, Ad- adaptive.
0: specific. Oh, okay. So as you've explained everything now, you still uh, at the end of is, is there? Are there you know things that we do that make you know these various defensive mechanisms built in our body naturally that make them you know um, less efficient in fighting those um, foreign agents. Yes. yes.
1: Starting from even the non-specific. Mm. If you have injuries of any sort, then it makes the body susceptible to infection. Then when I mentioned about the respiratory tracts, for example, somebody that smokes, because the smoking damages the respiratory tracts. So the non-specific responses like producing um, mucus or the cilia those are the brush-like um, structures that sweep up pathogens. They're damaged because of that. Or somebody who injects um, drugs that suppress the immunity, like steroids. If you take steroids for too long, because the way they act is to reduce or suppress immunity, mm. then the person is prone to infections because the normal immune system is not able to fight the viruses or the fungi or bacteria, the way it was without the um, ingestion of the steroids. Mm. Then it's not all the time that we do it the ourselves. Sometimes because of aging, somebody's getting older, then the body is not able to fight. Generally, for many things, once the body is aging, it's difficult for it to do a lot of things that you're able to do when the body was younger. So aging can also make it happen. We can then for those who are on treatment, not because they want to damage themselves, like somebody who has a cancer and is given anti cancer agents, many of them will end up suppressing the immunity. So there are many factors, not necessarily um, because we want to damage our bodies that can cause reduced immunity
0: but uh, uh, so we also know of um, you know deadly diseases across the world that um, you know have led to death of many people um you know led to millions of dollars being pumped into research and everything so in that case is it that the viruses or the bacteria or the agent causing some of these um, diseases are too powerful for the body to fight
1: every living organism wants to survive whether it's man, or, or plants, or bacteria. So they adapt to changes within the body. Because the body is a source of their food. Like if you get, if you get food from somewhere on a regular basis, you are praying that, oh God, I don't want this road to get blocked. I want, I want to get food regularly. So the body nourishes these viruses, bacteria, and fungi. And so what they do is to adapt to any changes in the body so that they can continue to survive. And so, what research does is, because um, those um, organisms step ahead, we are also trying to run after them. Um, this is not even um, immunity, but I'm talking about an, an example is antimicrobial resistance. For example, once to give an antibiotic, discover an antibiotic today, in a few years, there's resistance because the bacteria of they want to survive by all means, so they look for a way to, to manoeuvre the
0: system. Okay,
1: the effects of that antimicrobial mm-hmm. agents re- re- resulting in resistance. So the same way, they look for ways to avoid or evade our immune system by um, different mechanisms. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, it's the Inkaba Science Show, right here on the Beat 979 FM. We're looking at the signs of the immune system uh, on the show today. Of course, you can be a part of the show by calling 0700-1979. If you have any question for our experts in the studio, she is a consultant, um, clinical microbiologist at University College Hospital, Ibada. We're basically looking at the component of the immune system and how it provides defense for the body. We'll take a short break when we get back. We'll continue the conversation on the show. Don't go away. Dad, why does the sun follow me everywhere I go? I think it's actually just everywhere you go
2: What do you mean,
1: Daddy?
0: Hmm, my son. Well, science explains how the Earth revolves
1: around the sun Interesting, Dad I thought the Earth is a stationary object How does it revolve around the sun? Hmm
0: I don't have an accurate answer for this, but I do know where to find answers. The Inkaba Science Show on the Beats 97.9 FM,
1: Ibadon. Okay, Daddy.
0: Son, where are you off to?
1: I'm off to tell my friends to tune in to the Inkaba Science Show every Monday on the Beats 97.9 FM, Ibadon, by 9am. And also catch the repeat broadcast on Thursday by 5pm. We can't miss it.
0: The Inkaba Science Show, powered by Inkaba Biotech, Africa's genomics company. This is The Inkaba Science Show. Alright, welcome back. It's the Ink About Science Show. The show comes your way every Monday, nine o'clock to nine forty-five. It's about science for science. If you have any questions relating to science, this is a show for you. Every Monday we'll bring experts in the studio to help you dissect those topics. We have a caller this morning. Hello. 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 Hello, good morning. Hello. Dammy, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Malakia. From Malakia, go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, I want to ask, but, um, um, can, can we categorize the uh, tears from the eyes as to um, as immune as immune response to, to, to infection? Can we categorize what tears, tears from the eyes? Tears from the eyes, okay, as yeah. part of the immune response, okay, okay. Yeah, and unless you want to ask happens to the body hypersensitivity reaction. Hypersensitivity reaction. Okay. Okay. All right. Your, your name again, please. Your name again. Damlola. Damlola from Malachi. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Uh, I guess we'll, be, we'll answer your question. Yes.
1: Okay. Uh, thank you, Dami. I mentioned that um, every part of our body exposed to the environment has protective mechanisms. So the eyes actually have tears to protect from foreign organisms like pathogens so we have tears in the eyes uh, lysozyme in the tears in the eyes I mentioned about the nose, the hairs the mouth, so every part of the body exposed to the environment has these non specific mechanisms to prevent mm. pathogens from entering into the body to cause infection. It is when they enter into the body that the immune response or the immune system takes over but the initial one is prevented from entering the sensitivity reaction i thought we'll get there in the course of the present program what happens in sensitivity is that it's an abnormal immune response so what i've been talking about earlier the normal immune response okay but there can be abnormalities the first abnormality i mentioned earlier when you asked the the question about low immune response hmm. so deficiency of immune response and the most common one is um, nowadays human immune virus. That's the HIV, HIV. AIDS. Mm. For his question about hypersensitivity, that's an abnormal response. Okay, let's look the at the abnormal system.
0: response of the immune system so now. in
1: the hypersensitivity, there are different types. We have type 1 to type 4. It just shows that the body is responding abnormally. The immune system is responding abnormally. So it's usually too much mm. or against itself. Okay. So in the first one that we call the type 1 hypersensitivity reaction Normal things in the environment that should not really bother most of us People who have that hypersensitivity have an exaggerated response So for example Is it
0: the same thing as allergies?
1: They are allergies okay. So they are they're, they're called allergies as well mm. Or anaphylactic reactions. So they are different types So somebody everybody's eating fish And the person tells you, Ah me, I can't eat fish oil. And if you compare them to eat fish this just swollen a, face, a yeah. swelling all over their body. They can go into shock and collapse. That's an exaggerated response. Or, some of us in this room now, we are all seated here, not okay. Someone else comes and starts to sneeze com- continuously because they are sensitive to maybe um, some spores in the environment that most of us are not bothered about. Mm. They also have an impulsivity reaction in which the body mounts a response against itself that's antibody mediated okay so instead of seeing only foreign i've been talking about foreign foreign being from outside it sees its own body as foreign
0: how does that happen
1: so it's called autoimmune response it's an abnormality of the immune system okay so there's some um, deficiencies and the body thinks This particular part of me, this is foreign I need to get rid of it So it starts to damage itself Because what the immune cell response does Is to damage that foreign organism But this one starts to damage itself And so we have also immune disease And there are so many of them Mm. For example, those who have um, Insulin-dependent diabetes Is because their body is Killing off the cells that produce Insulin within their body And insulin is what we need to digest Or metabolize glucose and so, those kind of people will have an autoimmune disease mm. of diabetes due to their body producing. Disease. So, in the, so the case of
0: hypersensitivity, is there any reason it happens? Is there any um, ex- explanation behind it? In the case where your body just you know overly reacts to things, most of them you know. don't
1: have particular reason why they happen, but sometimes they may be induced by maybe particular exposures. Mm. So, some may be exposed to maybe very high dose of that um, pathogen yeah. for example I talked about the um, the spores, somebody sneezing if there are so many then you can have a sensitivity reaction mm. but most of the time they are just idiosyncratic, you don't know why they happen.
0: Okay let's take another call hello 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 good morning okay, my name is Titi. I, I have a question for you. your name again, your name Titi, Lion. Titi where are you calling from yeah. All right, go ahead, Titi.
2: Okay, so I'm a new mom, and um, I, I've been down with, I don't even know what happened, but I've been told that any time I'm sick, my child gets to sick, because so I have a child that is under four months. Okay. So, and um, my immunity is back up again. So, I heard that my immunity is dependent on my child. So, I'm feeling better now, but my child is most sick Block and all of that and I've been told not to do anything or you know, to take anything so what can I do to help the child
0: you said you were told you're willing to depend on your child like my child in your know, depends and on what yes. ok like, Yes. If I don't feel good my child won't feel good
2: like my baby won't feel good that's what I was told but now I'm feeling better although I still have no reason my child it's like it's really blocked and Sometimes when he sleeps, his breathing is so loud that I'm even
0: distracted from sleeping. So okay. nothing I can do. All right. You said you're a new mom. Okay. Okay. Thank I'll you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So?
1: Okay. Thank you, Sissy. From what I heard from your question, you have a cold and your daughter or your baby also has a cold. But the baby's infection is still on while yours has subsided. I guess that's what she said. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what happens in newborns is that their immunity is not well developed. So they're like old people. So the extremes of life have poorly developed or poor immune response. And so for babies during um, pregnancy and childbirth, we have what is called a passive immunity. Mm. So immunity, the antibodies that are in the mother pass to the baby. And so that's what protects the baby in the first few weeks or months month. of life. So okay. that's a passive immunity. So we have antibodies. So the mother has been exposed to the pathogens. She has mounted up an immune response. She has antibodies within her, which passively, that's why it's called passive. passively goes into the child and protects the child until the child is able to mount up his or her own immune response. response. Okay. So I, I believe that's what she's talking about. Mm. And so the child too with time we'll be able to mount up his or her own immune response but for now most of it is from the mother, mother.
0: and she says now she's feeling better but the child still has a blocked nose let's take this call and then we'll um um look, see if we can address the other part of hello. the question hello morning. morning your name where are you calling from sir my name is all right go ahead yeah um i i think my first question is because that has been the issue of what? The resistance the, the of foreign objects foreign okay. All right. like um, viruses and,
2: and, and bacteria and infections mm. um, sometimes I noticed that some, some some of these um, when over time they began to come to they began the faxing of those infections
0: and some, some, some of these, uh, some of the reports that there like, you uh, the conspiracy theory that, um, there are that developed the last
2: there are this, there are that, and that, and
0: this infections I, disease I, I disease can't seem disease. to hear you clearly, I can't hear you clearly Oh, okay, can you hear me now? Yes, yes, I need okay. to speak up a bit so I, I can I hear I said the issue, the issue of resistance Resistance, okay yeah, that the body begins began
2: to like experience resistance to to infections and bodies. Okay. Um, like I said, I was saying that there are known um anti-biotic treatments, mm. uh, particular infections. Okay. And over time, they be they, be, they become to uh, they began to um become um, resistant. Okay. And they become less effective in treating those new infections. Mm. Now, the, 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 the theory that I've read that they are actually, uh, the are they are they are they are made in labs
0: and all that and because social are they those infections are in the lab. made
2: man
0: issue ok, cells, okay. Cells. okay. Let, let, let you know that um, blood infection right sometimes the, blood, the, the body the body does not really give any form of noticeable
2: symptoms Both the body just collapses, and the 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 the, the um the person gets to know when the body collapse and they take to, to
0: the mm. and just wants to take a of the body why is it that the immune system could not give a reaction that gives that okay bacteria, oh. okay this, I'm having this particular symptom okay I I, th- I, I I think I understand the question Yes, I understand the question Yeah, sorry, that, and My last question is uh, when, when children are young All right they, they say They
2: say One was young There was a doctor who told my My pastor told that um, We should just take them Pipe-borne water And they should not it borne water Tab- so t- Pipe-borne water. Water. water Okay Yeah, that, and we Pipe-borne water Yes, and yes just thinking that That is good enough for us Okay And should not boil it So ensure that Our immune system Oh
0: and okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so um three questions now. So we'll, uh, we'll take them one by one. Okay. okay. Uh the first one from Do the you want me
1: to complete the first one? Uh
0: okay, yes, complete titi's yes. question okay, yes. So
1: titi's yes. question. So I the baby still has a cold
0: Yes, blocked so, nose. Blocked
1: nose. So which may not be an infection. It may or may not be an infection. So if you're not breastfeeding your child, I, I advise that I you continue to breastfeed because in breast milk, the child will also get some passive immunity from components within the breast milk. So continue to breastfeed the child, protect the child, blocked nose maybe because of exposure, maybe to um, a cold environment or AC. That's why we say oh, don't put the fan directly on mm-hmm. the child. So, make sure that you protect the child from environmental conditions and continue to breastfeed. Okay. So, So, the line wasn't very clear. Yes, so
0: I would would, would explain. The first question was that um, if he's read different theories about antimicrobial resistance that some infections become resistant to antibiotics because they were maybe developed in the lab i know that there is a theory about the coronavirus outbreak as well i think the wh is trying to investigate it whether or not it came from a laboratory in china so are you seeking your explanation regarding that? I see possible that some of these things are you know made in the lab that's why they become resistant to these antibiotics
1: okay so for <laughs> resistance is correct about mutations yes which may be spontaneous mutations or maybe um, mutations that are inadvertent. So, for example, somebody is growing an experiment in the laboratory and is trying to see, okay, if I manipulate it this way, would it be so? There's, there could be an, an so be an accidental mutant strain of the organism. Mm. It also occurs naturally, so we have spontaneous mutations occurring naturally. Then we also have some genetic um, materials. For example, in bacteria, we have what called call plasmids that can jump from one resistant um, bacterium to another. So there are so many ways resistance can thrive. I'm not saying that I can stick on my neck day. there is no manipulation of uh, some sort, yeah. but it could be, or it could also be spontaneous. Like mentioned that organisms seek ways to thrive. Mm-hmm. So whether or not it was done in the lab, the virus would have mutated and there will be mutant strains. For example, abroad, every year they have shots, that's vaccines, for flu. So, they call them flu shots. That's because that virus that causes influenza is always mutating. Mm. And so, when they get immunization this year for a particular strain, by next year, another one is in circulation and it kills many of them. So, by next year, they're getting new vaccines for the particular strain in the environment at that point in time. Mm. And so, it can happen with coronavirus to that new strains will keep coming up but the important thing we want for the um, virus is that everybody should have an immunity of some sort so that there's herd immunity and so it doesn't kill people so it, it ends up becoming something like everybody has a cold you mm. sneeze a few days and then it goes fine. yeah
0: okay the, the second question is about um, sepsis okay. and it says uh, how come we don't have you know symptoms that you just don't know that you know there is a deficiency in your white blood cell, there's sepsis in your system, and it just happens, and your immune system breaks down, and then you start to have infection. That how come we don't get to see symptoms, or oh, are there symptoms for it? I don't the know. The
1: question yes. is not um, very clear, but let me explain what sepsis is about. Yes. Sepsis is just pathogens of bacteria, viruses, fungi thriving within the body. Mm so every one of us gets exposed to pathogens bacteria fungi viruses we get exposed but for you to have an infection that pathogen should colonize the body should stay there should continue to multiply so the pathogen gets into the body the body is able to mount up an immune Mm. response it stays there it attaches itself because the body is trying to get rid of it every time so it attaches itself it's not uh, removed and then it starts to multiply. And before you can have symptoms, it must have multiplied to a particular critical level. And that's what we call the incubation period. Mm. So if I get mosquito bites today, even if I have malaria, I won't have malaria immediately. immediately. Yeah. It takes time for the body to, uh, for the infectious agent to go through the body to the site where it will cause the infection. Mm. Multiply to a critical level. Cause some damage that will result in symptoms. So sepsis is actually the symptoms that you see when there's a damage to the body from an infectious agent.
0: Mm. And then uh, the last one that someone told them to be drinking tap water. Uh, that if you drink tap water, you'd. Um you build your immune system, like if you give your newborn or your child tap water, you build the child's immune system such that anywhere the child goes, will drink any kind of water and he or she will not be um, prone to infection because the immune system has been built so strong with the, <laughs> with that kind of water, basically.
1: Okay. Yes. So, um, he has a point. I remember in boarding school then, those of us that uh, we called ajabota that we not exposed to those kind of um, water yes fell ill very easily
0: skin reactions and so water
1: reactions yeah. they used to have typhoid every time go home so i what he's saying is don't put yourself in a cocoon in terms of ex- subclinical exposure to some infectious agent, mm. so that your body is able to mount up an immune response but I don't think it's responsible of me to go and be drinking dirty water because I want to mount up an immune response. <laughs> it may happen, yeah, but I won't go out of Because what if that water that you are trying to protect um, used to boost your immunity has a large dose or large load? Because when we talk about an infection, even though your body can tolerate a few organisms, by the time you have a large load, there's, the body will find it very difficult. Just like saying somebody is a very strong person, you give him fifty kg to carry, he carries. By the time you tell him to carry four hundred kg, he will collapse. Mm. So you shouldn't intentionally expose yourself to pathogens because they are trying to build your immunity.
0: Okay, zero seven hundred one thousand nine seven nine. Ask number to call if you have any question for our guest in the studio. Well, uh, let's look at. Um, how to uh, you know strengthen our immune system to tackle some of the deficiencies we talked about the IPA reaction and then when you have um, the low level of reaction from your body a situation where your body fights itself sees itself as um, the foreign agent as you as you mentioned I remember you know last year the joint the whole coronavirus outbreak and everything there were different people hawking all kinds of things saying that you should um, if you take this in the morning take this at night it's going to boost your immune system make you less Susceptible to infection so from an expert point of view are there things that you can do individually to boost your immune system and tackle some of these deficiencies you talked about
1: thank you first and foremost a good diet mm. if you have a good diet it contains all the essential nutrients your body needs to function adequately and those people that were in my marketing those um, particular okay, take lime, take ginger
0: Ginger, all sorts of things.
1: Many of them what they have are antioxidants and what antioxidants do is to remove um, free radicals from the body. So they removed damaged cells they help our body to renew themselves Mm -hmm. so what they do is to make you healthy and able to fight infections but what people were marketing at that time were extremely high doses. Take um, four lemon cubes uh, Four whole lemons and mm. drink them. Before your body can even get the antioxidant from the lemon, you'd have had some And then the person becomes an ulcer patient because they are trying to get antioxidants. Regular diets will provide all that antioxidants in the amounts that you need. And when I talk about diets is not a Nigerian diet where you take um, <laughs> bread and you drink rice or <laughs> rice without so <laughs> carbohydrate proteins, fats Everybody gets that. Mm. But for boosting your immunity, you need the vitamins and minerals. So your zinc, your magnesium, your calcium, which you will get from your fruits and vegetables. So take Mm. a lot of fruits, take a lot of vegetables. Avoid unnecessary exposure to pathogens. So stop um, trying to drink dirty water because you want to boost your immunity. Because you can overwhelm your body's ability to fight infections when you overdo it.
0: And then we've talked about children. That's also another area that um, infections are very, you know, common. Um, how can we boost immune, immune system for children?
1: So, for children, the same yes. thing. Good diets. For newborns, exclusive breastfeeding. And then avoid overcrowding. So, many children, they have infections because they go to maybe boarding, not boarding school, um, daycare centers yes. where there are 40 of them. One person is, and you know children do not know how to ensure good hygiene. If I'm an adult, as an adult now, if I see somebody who is coughing or sneezing beside me, I move away because I'm trying to prevent, that's that's one way of preventing exposure to pathogen. Somebody is coughing or sneezing beside you. Give them space. You um, shake somebody and you're not sure about the hygiene. You wash your hands.
0: But children cannot do that. But children will not do They're
1: not likely to do that. You keep forcing them, go and wash your hands. They do it because, oh, mommy say I should wash my hands. But they do not understand the reason why. The reason for doing such things. But now adults, you are washing your hands because you are reducing your exposure to pathogens. You are moving from infectious agents. You are preventing overcrowding because you know that things like TB are spread in crowded environments. Mm. But for children, they are not able to do that. So many times, the parents that will ensure that such are mixed. So ensure that your children teach them, once they get home from school, wash your hands. Because the hands are the most important vehicle for transmission of infectious agents. So wash your hands when you get home. Ensure that you have good um, um, cough etiquette, sneeze into your elbow. So all those would help to make sure that children are healthy. Then It's a cold environment. Mm. Adults can um, withstand the exposure. But for a child, wear their sweater for them when they're going to school or have it in their bag every time. So Mm. all those will reduce exposure to infectious agents. But for some, we need to be, get vaccinated.
0: Okay. Let, let's take this call. Um, I'm sure this will be our final call on the show. Hello. Oh, hello. Uh, good morning. Morning. Yeah, my name is Kevin. I'm calling from the Kevin. Okay, go ahead, Kevin. Okay. You know, I have this um, issue. Uh, especially during
2: cold, like uh, the rainy season, mm. I do have cold. I sneeze a lot. And,
0: um, or when I'm exposed to dust or something. okay. Uh, so it affects my immune system. So what could be the cause of that? Alright. Thank you, Kevin. Did you okay, get the question? I got yes. the
1: question. It said doing cold, cold weather. Yeah,
0: and then when it's exposed to dust, he sneezes, you know, consistently.
1: So we have... We talk about immune system protecting us against infectious diseases. Some infections are airborne infections. So you have the airborne particles carrying these pathogens and so if you inhale this contaminated air then it to mm. get into the system and okay. the body can actually when there is a large dose there is a lot of dust mm. the person can get infected of course because we have good immunity many of us get rid of those pathogens very easily but some if they are very prone to infection they can have infectious disease So the important thing is avoid exposure to environments that appear contaminated. You are walking and the place is so smoky and dusty, you don't need to be there. You can prevent exposure. Or you cover in fact that's one advantage of face masks nowadays. Many people have fewer respiratory infections because they're wearing face masks to prevent COVID. Mm. And so they are not getting exposed to To other other respiratory illnesses. Mm.
0: It's been a very interesting conversation with you. Thank you very much for being a part of the Ink Science show right here on the Beat 97.9 FM. Remember, the show comes your way every Monday, 9 o'clock till 9.45. And on Thursdays at 5 p.m., we'll bring you a repeat broadcast of the episode uh we've been talking to uh, our experts in the studio she's a consultant uh, clinical microbiologist she's dr at uh, the university college hospital uch she's also a lecturer in the department of medical microbiology university of Hibado. thank you once again for being a part of the show thank Great you to very have you.
1: much in a pleasant session
0: yeah <laughs> so join us next week right here on the show 5 five p.m. on Thursday, repeat broadcast of this episode and next week we'll be discussing reproduction and fertility. My name is...